Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. We have got so much to talk about. It's going to be fantastic. Yes, international rugby is almost back. It's almost back. It's almost back. So we're going to go through and do our All Blacks 23 that's going to start on Sunday against the Aussies or the Wallabies. Um, Yes. And uh, to help me do that, oh, there's a bunch of other stuff we're going to talk about as well. You know, we've got some golden point stuff going on. So is that a good idea? Is it a bad idea? We will let you know. Um, Also, what are we going to do? We are going to do, um, I've gone blank. Oh, yes, future Super Rugby. Because you know what? Brett Impey has come out and said, well, this is what's going to happen in the future. So we'll tell you what he was actually saying behind all of that. Because um, there are a bunch of things in there that were kind of on the quiet that um, people haven't been talking about. What we have been talking about, though, is lots of Pacifica people going, you're really, really arrogant, New Zealand rugby. Why haven't you given us a team? So we'll talk about that one as well. So lots and lots of stuff to cram in. And you know what? I've been a naughty boy because I haven't changed my logo, my, my branding. Get get rid of the coffee cup. Let's bring in the bucket hat. Ta-da! There we go. And it helps if I'm wearing it the right, right way round. Oh, what a shocker. We're all over the place this evening. And if you want to know why I'm hyper, it's because I'm either hyper or asleep. And so hence, got to go, go, go and go big, go hard, go early and then crash and let Boa and Stephen ha- carry me through the, uh, the the last 50 minutes of the show. How are you doing, boys? Great. Thank you, Paul. Very well. Thank you. Very well. That's uh, that's a lovely logo, I have to say. The driving mall. It's, uh, it's, got, it's got this uh, thing about it. Good vibes, you know. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm, hey, this, this guy can come back again. We, we'll, we'll have him again. Um, the, um, absolutely. And um, yeah, we are looking for a beer sponsor, by the way. Um, always, always love a beer sponsor. And oh, my word, I don't believe it. We've actually got um, somebody else joining us as well. Um, I'm not sure what he's doing here because, hey, he was too tired last night. He was too tired this morning. Jeez, you think, here we are thinking we just can't get the staff anymore. And he still expects to come on the show. Jeez, Arshwin, kill oh, our oh, lucky bugger. I wasn't sure whether I was supposed to be on. Are you seeing the link around? It's like, oh my god, am I supposed to be on? Well, you are now. <laughs> um, whether you have to, um, we might kick you off. If we don't like your ideas, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have you to start off with. I mean, wearing an Aces cap. Come on, it's a rugby show. It's not the. I, 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 this is interesting. So I sort of thought, hey, um, I've worn the rugby cap on the cricket show, so I better reverse it around every now and then too. Dear me, swinging from the hip, 8pm on Thursday, so do join Ashwin for that one. I was going to say, Paul, this gives us a definite international flavour. We've got a Sri Lankan down on the uh, right-hand corner, an Indian on the top of the right-hand corner, an Englishman on the left-hand corner, and of course, a New Zealand Māori right here. So we have got the perfect mix for the driving wall this evening. Hopefully, hopefully we've all all bought our A-game. Which, Wait, which I'm Kiwi. I don't see any Indians. I see a Kiwi. <laughs> That's because you know what? I'm colorblind. Unlike um, un, 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 unlike uh, Stephen there. I'm, so I'm always colorblind. Still so. <laughs> got the glasses on. Still got the glasses on. How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> That's ten, buddy. So thank God. <laughs> oh dear. Where do we start? Um, let's start off with Brett Impey. 
uh, because boy, oh boy, he's had some crackers this week. So we have the CEO of um, of the Wallabies, uh, sorry, of, of Rugby Australia, going on the, um, uh, what, what, what do we call it? I've gone blank now. Going on the uh, the breakdown show on Sky. Um, one that must be a show I never watch, um, so I can't tell you what he actually said. But um, one of the things he was quoted as saying was that the relationship between Australia and New Zealand rugby is at an all-time low, Ed, um, at which um, Brett MP turned around and said, oh, that's just banter. Um, is is What is Brett MP smoking? Uh, is, is he on cloud nine or, or is he right here? Um, Stephen? Oh, gee, listen, there's been a lot of water, water under the bridge, bridge and, I, and I suppose all parties are handling it uh, probably not in, not in, in the best possible way. We, I suppose for us, we're for the public or the people who follow the game, we're all a little bit in the dark. So we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And unfortunately, all we can really do, and that's what makes our show so popular, all we can do is speculate, speculate. about what is actually going, going on at, at the minute. It just seems like... Um, Gee, you know, if you want to bring people in the room, usually the best way to start is, is actually with a little bit of respect, regardless of what's going on in the back room, because you want you want everybody to come together as opposed to be having a, a crack at each other. So I, I think all parties all around have got a, got a bit to learn as opposed to hanging their dirty washing up. Boa, Ashwin? Oh, look, I, I think... Um... We've known about the arrogance of the NZRFU, um, and and really it just carries on. That's all it is at the end of the day. We also sort of see how, you know, when we look at the structures around whether it's at the board level or lower, it, it sort of over time has um, hasn't become reflective of rugby in the country. It's been reflective of rugby in a region, and, and you know, and, and it's starting. Chickens come home to roost. Basically, um, yeah, there, there does seem to be a very much an old boys' club uh, feel about the, the the whole kind of way things are run, doesn't it? Um, and if you're not part of the old boys' club, well, hey, we'll have a few token oh, people on, on the board. Old boys, old boys from a region. Let's let's be honest. Old boys from a certain region. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, yeah, a certain club. Oh, I mean, yeah, probably, yeah. If you're not, if you if you didn't go go to the right school. Um, and uh, if you didn't drink with the right person and uh, scratch the right backs, you're not going to be part of it, are you? Let's be honest. No. Um, the uh, now, now, Bo, I know you're, 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 you might want to reserve comment on some of these because I, I know you're, uh, you, you, you're, you perhaps have a um, uh, trying to work a bit closer with some of the unions than we are. Um, <laughs> but so, so, yeah, if you're yeah, happy for you to to, to to keep out of that one. Um, if you, if no, look, like I, I, I think one, one thing I have to say is uh, what what I can say and what I can see is uh, the commerce or the commercial, the, the lion's share of the commerce, that's what's causing most of this uh, disruption for a better choice of words. Mm -hmm. And given that we're in this whole post-COVID uh, lolly scramble, um, you know, everyone wants a, a, a lion's share and uh, they want to call the shots. And I think what, what we as fans and what we as uh, commentators on sideline we're picking up is a bit, little bit of this crossfire. Um, and, of course, different personalities uh, right across the two boards uh, tend to react in slightly different manners. Um, some people are very black and white. They put it out uh, the way it's supposed to be said. Some people, you know, just say, hey, it's a bit of banter. Um, but I think... What it really comes down to is that uh, the NZR probably want more control of the uh, finances and have a lion's share of the commerce. Um, and that's what we're seeing with all this posturing back and forth. Uh, so let, let, let's just hope and see um, a little bit of sanity prevailing. And once this whole post-COVID-19 blows away, you know, but normal this, But, but you, you, you're hitting nail on the head in terms of the commerce. And the fact is that commercially... Speaking, means there are a few are naive. Um, they really are working to old strategies around um, making money. Um, they're they're not really looking at the um, alternatives, streams or methods on how they can make more money. Uh, 
that's basically the it. They're still carrying on like they live in 1970s, 1980s amateur era on how they're going to make money. I was in America at the beginning of the year and I, I sort of like absolutely gobsmacked at um, the way that the merchandise is sold over in America. It's like as cheap as chips. But the reality is the cheapest chips, they sell truckloads as opposed to a premium price and they sell bugger all. Now, sure, it's, a, it's about percentages, right? And the fact is that you can sell a lot of product at a lower percentage, but you'll make more money and more revenue and more profit, or you can sell it at a premium and sell less and say, oh, look, we, we sell our, mar our margins on our products are 50%. And if you understand margins, um, then you'll sort of realize it's doubling your price. And you think, wow, we make 50% margin. Yeah, but you sell one jersey and you make $100. You sell you sell 1,000 jerseys at $10 and you're going to make more money. And it's just like, that's the commercial reality. And they carry on down this. I have my cousin who actually approached the NZRFU about licensing some product uh, so that he could pr promote it and sell it. And, um, you know, the fact is that they, they they wanted an arm and a leg for him to be able to make some. He said he was going to do some products and pets. For pets? Oh, yeah, yeah. all black super dog. Brilliant. That's Love it. it. Exactly. Exactly. Look, the way that, the you know, just digressing onto the pet market, people don't have kids. They have pets. And they treat their pets like kids. And they buy, they spend money on them. Okay? They spend lots of money on them. And the fact is that there's a market. He's identified it. He was doing something about it, but it's hamstrung by the licensing agreements. So, uh, Stephen, I know you take some notes there. Um, is, is are you about to? Oh yes, I'm, I'm writing. I'm, I'm writing this stuff down, mate. This is yeah. Good. Sure, look, I, I agree <laughs> about the uh, pet pets. Uh, you know, there's a company. I think uh, a few years back, they made a fortune selling pet rocks to parents who are looking to. Uh, you know, rocks. Get, yeah, rocks. rocks. They just they just sell you a rock, and it's a pet oh, rock. You oh. spend tw 20, 20 US dollars. Uh, I think they sold something like almost nine million units. Um, all they did was just put a logo, brilliant marketing online campaign, and there you go. So I uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, licensing agreements can be quite prohibitive. Um, so let's let's just hope that you know the next year, once we come out of this whole post COVID, uh, there will be some innovation and some lateral thinking on how they can actually monetize uh, some of that uh, intellectual property. So, folks, before anyone takes it, pet crocs, as in those 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 really shoes. ugly shoes, pet crocs is is, is where I'm going. Um, I'll, I'll be marking that That's exactly what I thought Bella said. Pet crocs. There's there's my there's there's my niche. So uh, go to them, Crocs. Um, let me know. <laughs> That was just it was just a rock it was like a you know size of an egg shape of yep. an egg they put it in a nice little box and they they you know they sting you for twenty dollars and they say you know if you can look after this for six months you will qualify we'll give you a badge of honor and you can graduate <laughs> to get a real pet so there you go great idea yeah absolutely get, get them in training a bit like um, yeah, remember what those things at school where um kids were given a bag of flour and they were weighed at the beginning of the week and weighed at the end of the week and um, the amount of flour that they lost out of the bag was how badly they treated their baby, basically. So basically, they had to treat this baby really softly and kindly, um, and and yeah. So there's yeah, there's all yeah, sorts of things along those sort of lines, um, which must we must have uh, been an England thing, eh, Steve? The, <laughs> <laughs> you, you could probably start with your driving mall bucket hats, you know. Hang on to it for a year, then you get twenty percent off for a red color. <laughs> 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 well, now, talking of driving more bucket hats, because, hey, let's do the sales pitch. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've gone down the premium route rather than the cheap route, and I expect to make a big margin, so I've sold only two of them. Um, <laughs> so I've done this a bad way. But, hey, if you would love to have one of these hats, then you can join, uh, become a supporter of Driving More at patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. Uh, and there's a bucket hat club, $20 a month. After five months, I'll send you a hat. So there you go. Only a hundred bucks bargain for a bucket hat, uh, and that includes postage. I don't charge you extra for the postage. So uh, and anywhere in the world, um, it's it's. Um, so there you go. Um, as I say, two so far, but hey, it's a start, right, Arthur? It's a start. You got to start yeah. somewhere. So, 
Um, so we've had, obviously we've had that that, that one try, I thought was great. So then we've also, um, one of the things that uh, Brett Impey came down and said was, look, next year we're basically having Super Rugby Aotearoa as it is because kid, because people liked it with some innovations. It's like, guys, mate, please, please. People liked it as it was. Stop messing around with it. Um, they're going to add the one thing that we all, that a lot of people asked for, which is a final uh, at the end of it, which, is sound, which sounds cool. But apart from that, please leave it alone. Um, don't do anything else. But he has come in for a, um, uh, uh, some stick from um, Aidan Clark, who is the Pacific Rugby Players CEO, um, and also Sir Brian Williams, um, saying that they're not going to have a Pacifica team in 2021. Um, now, uh, what do you think, guys? Is, is this, are they right in saying, uh, look, if, if not now, when? Um, or, 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 or is, or is uh, Brian P. right in saying, look, the, whilst we've got these proposals, there just isn't enough time for them really to put up, put together a proper team for what will probably be a kind of March-ish start to Super Rugby Aotearoa. All at once. <laughs> I, I, well, I just want to know, like, I, because effectively the thing with um, New Zealand Super Rugby teams is that um, they're sort of funded centrally, right? And um, the fact is that if you go and get um, like the Hawaii team, I've forgotten what it was going to be called, but Canada. you get that Hawaii team, and it's just like, well, who's funding that? Because if the NZRFU, which has got a hole in their bucket, their Eliza, is funding it, then they really can't. So where's the money coming from? So I'm assuming, and it is a massive assumption, is that it's been based on the fact that the Hawaiian setup doesn't have the funding to actually make it viable. Okay, so... Um, for people who aren't aware, the basically the, the and, and please Stephen Ashwin Boa step in when I get this wrong because um, oh you got it wrong. New Zealand rugby, I'm going to get it wrong to century. New Zealand rugby does not like to be transparent with how things are run uh, financially yep. on the whole. Okay, so yep. so a lot of this is pretty much educated guesswork as to how abouts uh, this runs. But my understanding is that all the players plus I think it's two coaches are funded centrally by New Zealand rugby are paid um, and that all the TV money goes to New Zealand rugby. The Super Rugby franchises don't see that. The Super Rugby franchises only make money from ticket sales um, and sponsorship. And then they have to cover the rest of the costs, uh, actually probably with excluding transport, if you guess. I think transport's probably covered um, as well um, out of out of that, um, and which is why uh, when they had the, the uh, no crowds earlier this year, they were totally um, um, buggered. Uh, so what, what was the pen there for, Archer? Oh, I was being a knight. I was holding my sword up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good evening, Batman. Yes, our four knights. Um, so, uh, yeah, then that's, is, is, is that your understanding as to how the Super Rugby yep. kind of money works? That's my understanding. So, yeah, so basically if they bring in, yeah, and, um, and we'll get into, in a second, three more teams, who's paying for those players? Is it central? Is it from the teams? If so, do those teams get any TV money? Um, I've but the yeah back behind the scenes finances there is a plethora of questions which we haven't got a clue as to how it's really um uh really really going to go to be honest but just purely from a yeah, could look, you team in three months is it a good idea well look uh, the as far as I'm concerned the 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 most simplest uh, missing link here is um, there's you know. There's no clear communication. I think if uh, someone from the NZR would come out and say, look, this is what it actually takes to run a team. This is These are some of the costs, and this is where we're currently at the, the moment, and this is what, what we actually need to bankroll a team. Um, you know, they're struggling as it is to look after their own existing franchises. So if they can't financially, and if it is not viable to bring in a, another franchise, it's simply... Financially not possible, but that needs to be communicated quite clearly. You can't have cryptic messages saying, look, you know, now's not the time, et cetera, et cetera, so forth. Um, what tends to happen is when Pacifica rugby gets talked about quite a bit, there's all this, um, you know, there's this quite an emotional stirring uh, which, which comes into play, which is, you know, pretty much what we call the qualitative side of the equation. Uh, but as you rightly pointed out, Paul, uh, because... You know, it's, it's a bit of a hush-hush uh, as far as financials go from NZR. Uh, this, is, this is just starting to add more speculation as to why 
there is no uh, Pacifica franchise. And of course, the other question I have to say is, and this is probably not going to be a uh, very popular view, um, if the Pacifica franchise is so keen on getting on board, why can't the Pacifica unions bankroll them into the um, Aotearoa competition? Because World Rugby, uh, on an on annual basis, hand out so much cash and money, funds, resources, call it what you may, lots of dollars, euros, and pounds to these unions. So the question has to be asked, what's happening? What's up, guys? Where's that money going? Boy, well, I like you. I, I like your thinking, Boa, because every every day, small business owners take really, really big risks. They they basically, as Ashwin's shaking and nodding his head there, small business owners take really big risks. They put their livelihoods on the line. They mortgage it against it. They mortgage it against their house. And, and yeah, I, I, I agree. Why should the New Zealand Rugby Union be bankrolling a Pacific Island site? And you're right about the emotion. Everybody looks at the amount of Pacific Island players that are that are playing in New Zealand that that go on to 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 basically put together some really good careers, whether it's through the New Zealand rugby system, and boy, that they can think their that structure until the cows come home. It doesn't pay you a hell of a lot to play rugby in New Zealand, whether you start from junior grades mm. or whether you progress into senior grades and you get to an age where you decide, hmm. Listen, I want to play for Tonga or Samoa. The choice is there. Obviously, a lot of them see the the the, the picture of wanting to, to play for the All Blacks. But once again, it's, it, to, even as an individual player, there's a there's a risk and reward side as well. Just like a just like a small business owner as well. And <clears throat> I, I agree with with Boa. Why can't some of these Pacific Island nations, if they feel like, you know, get your governance together? Line all your, up all your ducks and drakes. Um, I'm also very concerned that these sides won't be competitive. We've seen what the Sunwolves have had to do by getting a lot of expects and to be competitive. We look at the Australian um, side of, of Super Rugby and no disrespect to the Western Force. You could see they were just struggling in terms of personnel. They would stay in games for 45, 50 minutes and pretty much the quality of the better players would always run over those teams. Okay. Yeah. So, just going to say, sorry, just just to Stephen's comment about how cheap rugby is, and uh, sorry, rugby is is a cheap sport to play in New Zealand because um, so my son paid we paid seventy dollars for the rugby season this year. Obviously, COVID affected. Um, cricket is more than double that. Soccer is even more expensive again. So, rugby's a cheap sport to get started in New Zealand to get into. Yep. No, absolutely it is, um, and that's all funded from basically from the all-black brand um, trickling down um, through that, because everything below all-blacks all makes a loss, um, essentially. Um, the And also by a lot of volunteers stepping up and working for uh, and putting lots of time in for, for their clubs. Paul, so, Paul, can I, Paul, can I just jump jump in? I just want to use the analogy of, of, of English football. There's a lot of expat J Jamaican or players, you know, from, from the West Indies that are... That are that are basically running around uh, playing playing football in England, and there's probably there's going to be a stage in the future where the English football side will probably be predominantly a, a, a coloured a coloured side. You know, no no nobody's jumping up and down about taking taking players from from the Caribbean or in any any other parts of the world, or whether you owe those countries anything. It's just to me, it's 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 all about opportunities. For those players, so you actually, you actually have the ability to choose, and I, I get a bit ticked with the John Campbells of the world that go down the emotional path, and saying, "Oh, we've had all, the, we've just basically pillaged the Pacific Islands." Really, this works. This, this not works. True. This not true. This works both ways. Yeah, statistically, that is that is actually incorrect. Uh, because I'll, I'll take you guys back to something which Eddie Jones, uh, you know, they. Uh, Wind up. Said on, yeah, the wind-up where he came and said, you know, the three greatest academies, Samoa, Tonga, and Fiji. Statistically, if you actually look at um, New Zealand's, as in players who were born in New Zealand, that contribution right across the teams, and more, more specifically to the Pacific Islands, so that's, we're talking mm. Samoans, Tongans, and Fijians who were actually born and bred and who played their rugby in New Zealand, that contribution to, to those teams um, is... You know, head and shoulders above everything else. 
so yeah, there's this, you know, there's this whole emotional uh, qualitative analysis, which is not quite accurate because if you actually look at the the quantifiable numbers, uh, the reality is New Zealand is the group, the, the world's largest rugby academy for high performance and test level representation by country mark. Okay, I look. Let's let's get 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 a few a few things. Um, uh, let, let, let's bust a few myths here. Um, so yes, the uh, um, if you look at where players are born, there's a a large number of um, second generation uh, Kiwis who are of Tongan and Samoan in particular um, heritage or lineage, whatever word you want to use, who, who go over and play for those play for those teams. Around about half or more uh, of their uh, Rugby World Cup squads tend to have been born in New Zealand, uh, but still have have cultural um, and family links back to the um, back to the islands. And yes, there are some players who come up, but um, who come over here and then go on to play for the All Blacks. But the majority are um, New Zealand born, even when they've got Pacific heritage. Um, that does not mean that some schools here don't misbehave and use scholarships to try and improve their rugby teams over uh, by offering like six month scholarship etc which um th there are always bad apples in these things so it's um it's a couple of there there, there are you, you can find examples if you um to back up other argue, uh, either arguments if you um if you want to the um sorry go on Stephen. i was gonna say maybe one maybe two examples but like i say if you were doing if you were doing the maths yeah. Out of all of those kids that may have been picked up for scholarships, how many of them actually go on to become come all blacks? All blacks. I, I, oh, I no, 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 no. I, I, I wasn't saying they would go on to become all blacks, but I'm saying that there are some schools here who have um, who yeah, bring but... kids over for, for six months. They go back um, uh, just purely to strengthen their rugby side. Um, uh, sure. which, so there, no, are, I... there are some. I say there well, are some we're talking about... as well. Yeah, but what we're talking about there here is at an international level. So mm. it's actually beneficial for the islands to actually get us uh, for one of those kids to get a six months scholarship. Yeah, you because know, the fact is that they've still got a um, a rugby education, and now they can go back and represent Tamo, uh, Tonga, Samoa, and Fiji, we, and they've picked up a rugby education in New Zealand. Now the ones that the ones that come over here and get a scholarship for three four years, get proper schooling, proper rugby education, absolutely fine. The ones where schools go over and cherry pick um, kids for six months just purely for the not even the secondary schools or, or the intermediate school kind of championships. Uh, it's a bit dodgy um, there as to as a kind of is that really what schooling should be about for kids? But yes, on the whole, um, when they come over for multiple year um, sponsorships, it is good for the kid. It's good for the uh, whether they go on to, whether they go on to play for the All Blacks or for their home country uh, where they were born. Um, it, it's it's good all round. So on the whole. Uh, they get a better education, uh, and it, it generally works out. The um, so yeah, so the but I think there are ways also of supporting the uh, Pacific Islands without it being purely sort of cash driven. So like um, the Maori All Blacks going over and playing tests in the islands, for example, um, that could happen. Sure, there's a cost to it, but it's not a cost of sort of, um, of just giving cash um, to players. Yes, it's a cost of sending a team over there. Um, there are ways of doing that that as well, but that is a different argument, a different discussion. Sorry, rather than argument to what we're going to talk to to to, to, to what um, Brett Impey um, has 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 suggested. So, um, my personal opinion is that the the time frame for a Pacifica team for 2021 is too short. Um, Stephen pulls up a good example there with the force. They had two weeks, uh, well, I think two two to four weeks of certainty before Super Rugby AU to pull a team together. Um, now, they had some contracted players, but that was for, that, well, that was for Global Rugby Rugby level. That wasn't for Super Rugby level, and they got they, they, they scratched around the Sunwolves. Um, we didn't know their full team until about two months, maybe a month before they started. If you give people a short runway, they're not going to be competitive. If you give them a long runway in the same way that the Haguares were given, and they uh, or the Haguares not given, uh, they, they organise themselves, you can come in and be... Um, and be semi-competitive and then become competitive. I mean, they beat the Cheetahs in their very first game, for example. Um, now, were they competitive the first couple of years? Not really, um, but they had to learn about travel, learn about playing at Super Rugby level. I think if you put a team together to start beginning March now, who are you going to have? Most players have got contracts. There are very few players available. 
So going um, on, the, who are we going to have? It's just like, so there's rumours around that three have been selected to go forward for the next Super Rugby version. I mean, no. apart from the obvious, not well, quite not quite true, you know, but, you know, along those lines, right? Uh, in terms of that's what they're looking at. Um, Twiggy's one of them. Who else is there? Who else is left? Okay, so no, so, okay, Twiggy isn't one of them. But anyway, he isn't one of them. Well, okay. okay, so it makes so, it back to three. <laughs> so there are four, there are four teams um, the, 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 well, there's four plus one, um, but they've mentioned four, four that have put that have put proposals forward to have a an extra Super Rugby team within um, within the Super Rugby Aotearoa. Um, Brett Impey has said that by the end of November, three of those will be green lighted and uh, to start in 2022. So, the if not now, when if New Zealand if Brett Impey does stick to that 2022. That's a much better guide. If you get, say, November for a, for a March start, giving them, what, 13, about 14, 15 months, that's a much better runway than, than for this year. Now, those four teams, um, Kanaloha out of um, Hawaii. Um, we have China Lions, which is a combined Bay of Plenty, Bay of Plenty and uh, China Rugby um, together. Um, we have this um, new Pacifica team, which is a uh, Brian Williams, uh, Counties Manukau, and the New Zealand Players Association um, con um, conglomerate. Um, hence, the New Zealand Players Association have, funnily enough, come out saying, hey, New Zealand Rugby, you should pick a, a Pacifica team. Um, and it should be the one that we're part of organising, not, not the other ones that have, that, have, that have put a bid in. Funny that. Um, and the fourth one is a team called um, the uh, Asia Dragons, which is based out of Singapore, they have been part of Global Rapid Rugby um, in the past. They weren't this time, um, and they are putting a tens team together for the uh, the new Global Tens competition, which kicks off in Bermuda um, soon. Now, they always said they didn't want to join in 2021, as the timeline was too short. They wanted to play in 2022. Um, so those those are the four, and then you've also got Twiggy, who's been talking with New Zealand Rugby. But I would think I think the proposals are from those four, and that uh, the Twiggy one was a, was a, was a chat. Uh, and more about him staying in um, Super, Super Rugby AU. So those are, those are your four options, boys. Kanaloha, China Lions, um, the uh, Pacifica, uh, County Pacifica, um, for, 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 a better, for a better name, um, and uh, the Asian Dragons. Um, you guys, uh, I've just got a, a – this is just purely my take on it. I think China uh, Dragons, South China Dragons, are probably the front runners at this stage uh, purely because you know economically it makes perfect sense. It will allow NZR to penetrate a, a, a monumental, huge market. Um, and uh, you know, a few years back, I think when China uh, wanted to make inroads into the seventh circuit of the Olympics, they actually approached Fiji and said, uh, "We want to hire three hundred um, sevens coaches." That's right, three hundred, and the, the Fijian rugby. Uh, turned back and said, we actually only have two qualified level three coaches. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your luck, your luck, son. Uh, but the, again, guys, the, the point I'm trying to make is um, the, the, the way things are structured and the way uh, there's a, a innovation or the lack of it uh, in, in generating revenue, uh, because, you know, rugby seems to be uh, a, a bit of a sport which is, you know, kind of slow to adapt to these things. Uh, and as Ashwin rightly pointed out, um, so imagine if uh, you were to sell, I don't know, 10 million All Blacks jerseys in China overnight, um, how much revenue that would come, uh, you know, br bring into the coffers. And uh, same thing with uh, South China Lions. You know, I, I remember watching a um, football match about, I think it was about 20 years ago when the um, Australians were touring. They were playing the Chinese uh, defense forces 700 million that's right 700 million people watched that game live it wasn't even a first class game uh so i think you know economics numbers and money will talk uh and also just coming back to the pacific islands uh, look guys the reality is uh pacific islands play especially playing in the premiership and in europe and in japan uh they are seen as a a, a very viable uh, subcontracted labor option. You know, it's it's good, cheap, solid labor. That that's what it is. You know, that's that's probably not a politically correct way of uh, uh, 
saying it, but that's that's essentially what it is, and that's where these kids go and make their living. And the inward remittance coming back into the islands far outweighs, uh, you know, a, lo a lot of these emotional uh, uh, qualitative things which are being discussed. And that's why you you constantly see the islands, the, the, the Pacific Island teams struggle to put a decent test lineup together because. The, the clubs just don't release them. Now, this is this is not uh, unique to rugby alone. You see this happening in many other professional sports. Uh, but this is something they're going to have to deal with. So my counter-argument to this is, uh, you know, there's nothing stopping the Pacific Islands starting their own competition. It's just a case of... Well, you're, you're, you're heading down a totally different line of uh, discussion here because basically I'm, I'm asking you... Um, Brett Impia said he's going to take three. He's going to green light three of those teams in November, at the end of November. So, as I say, Kanaloha, China Lions, um, not South China Lions, which is a Hong Kong team. That's a different team entirely. So, don't get yourselves, don't, don't get mixed up between that, folks. Um, the, the, the Counties Pacifica um, and uh, Asia Dragons. You've got four, three out of four. Which three do you want, guys? I abstain. You abstain. <laughs> Well, any... yeah, the thing is that well, no, it's not that. It's the fact is that we, it's like what we talk about. Everything's done behind closed doors. We don't even know what the qualities of these teams are. We don't know what their proposals are. Anything like that. What are we basing it on? We don't know anything about them. We can't. I mean, like just on the surface of it, as Boas alluded to, and we've you know, is the obviously the team from China makes sense. Um, the team from Hawaii had a strong backing with the names that you had behind them, and. Well, see, you're shaking your head. Well, you say, well, I mean, like, what I'm saying is that you had All Blacks that were part of the group, supposedly, or weren't they, or were they? Um, you had money out of America that was supposedly in it, wasn't it? Again, if you don't have the information that's clarified, then what do we know? What are we basing our decision on? Okay, true. Um, and I, I, basically, I, I'm, I'll, I'll pin my colours to the mast here, which is basically the other three teams that are not Kanaloha. Um, the other three teams have at least put together a rugby side in the past which is a, a big plus. Kanaloha so far have had a, a brand which they got done out by, or which, which, which someone out of the Cook Islands has taken them up for copyright breach on. They said that they had um, links with the Hawaiian government, the university, the airline, and the tourism board. Um, the, the university said, no, you can't use our training grounds. And the Hawaiian government said that, the, the, that those other three hadn't even heard of them. So, the, um, yeah, they, they've not even put a team together yet, whereas at least the other three have put teams together and have entered competitions successfully taken part in those competitions um to completion um which has got to be uh, actually sorry except for the pacifica um counties which again is a brand new thing um but counties manukau at least you are linked to a organization that has put teams together um, what's the key ingredient what's the key ingredient that they need to make them successful uh, a long-term proper plan and time to get it put together properly. Money, 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 and, money. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah, gonna, who's going to have the money? Who's going to have the dollars? Who's going to have the dollars? That's the key. Who's gonna therein, have, lies, uh, therein lies the, the answer. Therein lies the yep. answer. And, and, you like you the know, answer. The, the, the Chinese outfit will put out a very, very strong squad of 30-plus players, uh, you know, an assortment selected from the Pacific Islands and some very strong players from Europe. That's inside information I have, and they will they will you know augur a really strong case. And you you know what's that saying in the, those American Rocky movies? You put some hustle behind the muscle. That's what these guys will come up with. And there you go. What can I, I mean, say? Jordan Jordan well, saying that you know the uh, County Pacifica has the biggest population, more money. We know that's I mean like they got the population, they ain't got the money because we know that because counties. Hasn't got the money. Now, it's just like what what's gonna change? Maybe when you've got frozen. an organization that struggled to find the money, is saying we're gonna we've got we've got this set up and we've got all the support and we're gonna get the money. But you haven't been able to get the money anyway. And so now you can magically get the money. Crowdfunding. Yeah. What can I say? Crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. Yeah, <laughs> give a little. Need to give a little page. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say on on the Hagawares, yeah, it took they got a good landing strip, no, no question, and it took them a couple of years. But one thing that they've always had in Argentina is quality players. They've had, and we knew once they came together, that quality, if they were able to pull some of that quality back, that was playing for clubs in Europe, and we know that the Argentinians are very very good 
good ball handlers. They can play a couple of different styles. They've moved on from the big scrum line-out drive, kicking goals, drop goals type days, and they do play an expansive game, which is competitive. And, and that was seen in the final against the Crusaders a, a couple of seasons back where, you know, bounce of the ball, it could have go, it could have gone their way. My real issue is here, what sort of quality teams are we going to get? And and three, maybe one, but three, yeah. really? Three's a stretch. Three's a, that's, that's the other thing. I, I, when I read that, it was like three? What, you, you're struggling to get one, and now we've gone jump to three. Three. And, okay. Do you want to know the jump- reason why he's jumped to three? The reason he's jumped to three is that basically New Zealand have, have decided that, uh, um, and I was going to do a, a, a supporters-only video for this, which we'll go into in more depth, but essentially New Zealand has said a trans-Tasman competition isn't going to happen. So yeah. um, when we did the, uh, and that, that that's that's not just next year, that's longer term. Um, the basically, we, 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 we can't, we, yeah, basically it, it, it's got to that kind of level. When they did the Super Rugby review, they came out of that saying that they needed an eight to 10 team competition to make it competitive. Oh, sorry, sorry, to make it financially viable. So not competitive, financially viable. We have five Super Rugby teams. How many do we need to make it up to eight? Three. So funnily enough, he's come out and said three teams. So that's why, that's where the three teams has come from. And I say, that's not something that anyone has talked about or the implications of what that three means, which basically means no long term, in the long term, or the medium term at least, no trans-Tasman competition. Um, that'll be a post-Super Rugby Aotearoa kind of Champions Cup style thing. Hey, guys, do you think that the reason why New Zealand rugby will never go in with Australian rugby is because New Zealand's rugby fear of making Australian rugby stronger? Um, I don't know if it's that or... I mean, we, we had a leaks board, um, uh, a board quote um, from early this year. Now, whether it's true or not, it's leaked. Who knows? But one of the com- one of the comments was... We don't know if Rugby Australia will exist next year. We can't plan um, as though they will be because because they because the infighting and financial viability. I, I think yeah. I, I my, my gut feel is still the fact is that at the end of the day, um, you know, at, at the hierarchy of the New Zealand Rugby Football Union, they're excrement scared that the fact is that if Australian rugby gets strong all of a sudden, it's just like you know that, that and they've facilitated that to happen. That's that's a big problem for them because we've talked numerous times is that the model that they can they they require to have a um, superbly successful tournament is right in front of their eyes, and that's the other oval ball code in Australia. It runs a fourteen team competition, I think it is fourteen, and it's like it brings in truckloads of money. There's mismanagement with that money. That's their problem, but the model is there. And we can get to those team numbers with and run a competition like that. And the fact is that there's more interest globally in rugby, and so that to try and find the money, the, the opportunity's there. So we know it's possible. I think I, I, I genuinely believe that um, it's the fact that they just don't, they just absolutely petrified that Australia would get super successful because we'd help them build strength. If they, you go back to the early days of Super Rugby. Um, they had the World Cup in Aussie, um, and they had off the back of it, they built good numbers. They were getting um, traction. Um, they had success with, you know, going with John Eels, etc. And when the Gregans came along and all that, and they had a great team. And um, it, the 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 want of a successful team is there in Australia. They just don't have it at the moment. So why would people going to follow them? If they become successful, they come back to the game. Absolutely. And, you know, bang on the money there. And that will correlate to financial success on field. It's it's like that, you know, uh, the part in the movie Ford, Ford versus Ferrari, where uh, there's one scene where, you know, Ford, they're, they're, they're trying to figure out, you know, why is it that this small time car make in Italy, once upon a time, of course, uh, was outdoing their sales. And, you know, they figured out that they give their fans the taste of victory. And you know that just it 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 just you know transpires to pretty much everything. I.e., merchandise, uh, more kids participating in the code at lower levels, uh, more volunteers coming on board, more clubs popping up, uh, you know, more media time, more social media interaction. So, yeah, absolutely, I think uh, the stronger the game is, uh, it reflects right throughout, and more so financially. 
guys, I actually think there was a really missed opportunity by both sides of the Tasman to still have a trans-Tasman competition, but incorporate Pacific Island players into the actual super squads where you can carry, you can carry half a dozen, each, each squad can carry half a dozen Pacific Island players. And that, yep. that way it brings their stand, it brings their standard up. You have that creative interest from, um, from the Pacific Islands. You, you, can you imagine the interest if there's uh, Tongan or Samoan boys running around for specific franchises? And I, I personally think that would have been the way easier it would have been the easier way to do it, and it would have strengthened th that side. You imagine somebody like uh, the Western Force having three or four quality Pacific Island internationals running running around for them. That would that would only lift the quality of of that particular particular side. I think both parties have missed a huge opportunity. I'm that's, I'm that's really, a great idea. Yeah, I'm really not so sure about having extra Pacific. Pacific Island sides because I, I, I personally don't think they'll be competitive. Quite frankly, because the best of your the best of your Maritime Cup sides would put them away quite comfortably, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. Uh, you look at, okay. So let's go back. Uh, take a step back. Um, you know, Fiji. Basically, most of the uh, people in Fiji now, in terms of Super Rugby level, seem to support the Crusaders. Right? There's a ground, big groundswell there um, around that, and. Um, you look at it, when did that start happening? There's a chap called Marika Vunibaka that started playing for the Crusaders. And that's when they started following. That's when they, I mean, obviously the success and they jumped on the bandwagon type scenario as well. But Marika Vunibaka was the start of the big numbers of Fijians following the Crusaders. Yeah. If you've got that in Super Rugby across the teams, and now, you know, there's that sort of, you, you, you're going, you're going to, oh, my favorite player from, you know, you're from Samoa and you've got your favorite player that's come from Samoa playing for the for the Chiefs or the Blues or Canes, Highlanders or Crusaders. And now you're buying their jersey. You know, yeah. it's, it makes so much sense. How, how good would it be? You see all these Fijian wingers running around in French club rugby. How good would it be, be to see these guys running around on the end of a chain in a super rugby team on hard grounds, playing an expensive style of rugby that actually suits them. You, you, to me, it, it it makes no sense. It's an easy fix. That's how you get. That's how you get the Pacific Islands involved. Just in the same in the same way as the NRL. One of the reasons that uh, uh, Mate uh, Maa, the Tongan national national rugby league team, has got good because all of those Tongan boys running around in the NRL. Instead of playing for the Kiwis, have all decided. Or to the kangaroos. The, or the kangaroos. They've decided to play for their country of origin, and I can guarantee you that the same thing will happen with the, these boys. Listen, Australian rugby union, New Zealand unions, you can't touch these guys. They're part of these extended squads. That's that's how you get Pacific people in, involved in the game. It's it's, well, it's, a it's easy. It's a simple. Okay, it's a simple now, thing, right? They come in as international players. They're not. New Zealand-based players, they're international players. Okay, folks. Um, I think we have uh, we've, we've we've only got 14 minutes left. Do you think that's enough time to um, pick an All Black 23 for the Bledisloe Cup? <laughs> you better check some you better check some I've, names up there because I think they're one. picking from about 50, aren't they? Yeah, we, we've lost we've lost track of this because we've been so engrossed in by the 10. You know, <laughs> all, well, there is, uh, yeah, I mean, Bo, Bo and I were talking beforehand, and basically. Um, he and I have the same opinion that basically that, uh, that this this Bledisloe Cup game has come out of nowhere because we spent all our time concentrating on yeah. um, on the minor ten that we we forgot this was even going to this was even going to happen. So um, yes, I will I will uh, I will try and um, uh, throw some names at you um, according to the squad that I believe is um, is available. So starting at hooker, we've got Amua Coles Taylor. Uh, is it uh, simple to say Taylor starting Coles on the bench? Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see Amua get some game time at some stage, though. Yep. You've got to start bringing him in, don't you? Because I, th I think Coles, how many days he's got left is the debatable one, don't you think? I mean, I like his skills, obviously. We love Dane Coles' skill sets, but how many more days has he got left? Um, yep, true. Agreed. Um I think he's got a few more years left, but uh, you, but you've got to start oh. thinking about 2023, uh, yep. and will he will he make it that far uh, with the injury? Oh, no, in he gets injured. He gets injured these yep. days. That's the thing. Yeah. 
Moody to our okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Bearden. Uh, and on the bench? Wrong, wrong side. Uh, yeah, Tayton. Offer. Just put it here. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Don't put Isi. Don't put Isi. Because then it'll be the wrong Tonga Fassi. <laughs> um, and um, uh, on the bench? you got Moody at one. Paul. Or Joe. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. To be fair, you should put Joe. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know this. Uh, these two British lock-up games, we pick the pick our best sides. Absolutely, yeah, we have slaughter, to win it. Slaughter the Wallabies, you know, decimate yeah. them. Do a real Israel Adesanya on these guys, and then just kind of blood all the youngsters, you know. But so I think we'll see Lomax at eighteen. And um, Carl. Probably Carl's two and Carl, yeah. Has to be a chance. You got Carl's hanging, uh, holding together. Who in there? Oh, Nepo Lalala, of course. How many? I think they go with Carl. Carl. I'll be honest with you. I think they go with Carl. Am I on the right side of the scrum? Or have I got the right yep. side of the scrum wrong? <clears throat> That's correct. He's on the opposite side to offer because they both play in the same team. <laughs> That's how I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about Nepo. I'm talking about Nepo and Carl. Oh, okay. La, 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 and Cal. Yeah, whether they're on the same side or not, I can't remember. Tui Puloto, Whitelock. Yep. Yeah, clear topic. Just put Patty. <laughs> oh, here we go. Back, back row. Here we go. So we've basically got Quinton oh, Strange injured, so they've got Dunshay has been called up. Um, but you've got to say that um, if they're going with who they selected to start off with, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a form form uh, player what? coming out of this entire comp. Yeah, no question. Um, which is uh, an amazing um, meteoric rise from him. And obviously, no, yeah, no, to, to be honest, that's that's like what we like to see, isn't it? The old bolter. That's the sort of a, yeah. almost almost yeah. the old bolter. It's great yeah, to see the thing that somebody else, somebody can come out of nowhere and not that he's come from nowhere, absolutely. But you know what I mean. He's probably well, he was, he was, he was only well. the Chiefs team because of injuries to um, to locks. I mean, he see this is a bit like Carl. What three years ago now, um, yep. where he only got into the Chiefs team because of um, injuries and then ended up being an All Black. But Eyes had the same thing. He only got into the Chiefs team because he because of, because of injuries and suddenly um, he's there. But, um, but he was on the radar through the under twenties. Okay, yeah, true. Um, our Lucy's then six jersey. Well, well, obviously, Kane, seven, pop up. Okay, we're going to put Kane at seven. Yeah. Plus Kane. Savir, Savir, eight. eight. And do they give, the, and do they start like someone like Papali'i at six then? No, they'll go for, um, they'll go for, a, they, they need a line-out option, they'll go for Frizzell. Yeah, they'll probably start with Frizzell and, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at um, I'm, 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 I'm a, de a, a, debu a debutant at number eight. Um, Hoskins. Nah, not with well, we. You're not going to play Artie. You got to play Artie somewhere. Um, so, yeah. it's, it's, so you're saying Artie at six, Artie at six, and then Hoskins at eight. Hoskins at eight, and Artie to come off the bench. Oh no 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 no! Artie's starting. Artie's got to start. Um, um, the um, the marketing men, I think, will tell will tell them that Artie's got to start. <laughs> yeah, Grace. Grace is an interesting. Grace is an interesting selection. That, that if you're talking a bolter to make the 15, he could be the the bolter. Great, great lineout option. Because let's let's not forget, I think let's not let's not forget. That, um, I don't. I, I mean to say, I don't know. If, it's, in terms of stats, uh, boy, how does Tui Poloto, um stack up as an actual lineout forward option? Yeah, he was he was the third best uh, lineout success rate in Super Rugby Aotearoa. So uh, you know, um, again, he he doesn't get the highest percentage of throws thrown to, to him. him. Um, so I think it's just overall uh, his game so, speculation. So carried. what you're saying is that it's a, they don't use him as a target often, but when they do, he's ac you know it's he, accurate. He's on the money. He's on the money. Twenty seven yeah. from twenty seven. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I reckon Grace will actually start in the sixth jersey and then Satusu coming off the bench. 
um, for impact um, with with, with his running. I've got rid of Frizzle. Yes, I have. Um, no. The next one's easy. Um, Smith and TJ. Yeah, clear topic. Aaron Smith. Now, yeah. <laughs> should we skip number ten and come back to number ten? Because this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> Why is it going to be a nightmare? They're going to go with Mong at ten and Barrett at fifteen. You think so? Yeah. Absolutely. You know they're not going to, they're not going to go Barrett and um, Dame and Dame McKenzie. No, McKenzie will be on the bench. So you say so you you right twenty three McKenzie twenty three. I I I cannot see them going longer. I just don't think they they trust him. They um, I think I think we'll see um. I I, I think um the, the the you're basing it on the semi final, but the fact is that um the semi final they stuffed up the loose forward trio. That's where they. The... Oh no no no! I'm I'm based I'm I'm basing it on the way that. Uh, that they didn't trust him. That, that, that it, it took injuries for him to get even into the All Blacks twenty uh, All Blacks oh, squad. Um, sure. Uh, well, they, they, he's when, taken, when he was playing well. Yep. Oh no, I think they'll go with that. Though. My two wings are. This will surprise you, Geordie Barrett, on the eleven jersey, Caleb Clark in the fourteen jersey. Well, that's no, that's, no. He said Geordie. I, I heard what he said, and he's wrong. Bridge <laughs> <laughs> will be starting in that eleven jersey. There's no way Jordy Barrett will be in 11, the 11, 11 jersey. He's on if fire. Caleb Clark plays. Caleb Clark will be in the 11 jersey as well. He, Caleb Clark will not play 14. Okay, we've got a chocolate fish on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, look, I'm I'm, tip, I'm with uh, Steve. I'm tipping uh, Jordy Barrett to get a start or you know play within that 23 uh, solely because. Um, I am anticipating a lot of penalties. The Wallabies will be giving a lot of penalties, uh, especially when uh, they're in the um, in between the halfway and the forty. Um, and I think Jordy will look at some wrong. Yep, big boots. Um, and it's just, just, just you know with Dave Rennie, and uh, especially just watch out for the Wallabies tackle uh, technique. Uh, Dave has coached a very interesting tackle technique called the. Uh, the dead arm tackle. Um, a really good example is your Tomkinson, and we all know how that ended. So uh, <laughs> watch out. And uh, the player to actually uh, be, uh, you know, be careful for a better choice of words is the Tongan Thor, uh, Tupu. He's uh, very prone to roll in with his hip and shoulder. So I think they'll be keeping a close eye. So don't be surprised if you see a few yellow cards and a few penalties for some high shots. That's a good that's a good side, lads. Yep. Very good side. Done. So what were you saying about how many minutes we hit? Um, anyway, just just to finish it off for those people who are listening on the podcast rather than um, watching on the uh, the video. Um, just read so, it out. Um, the um, to me, to my mind, Jordy Barrett will not be an eleven jersey. If he's on the wing, he'll be on the fourteen jersey. Um, and Bridge or, or Caleb Clark will be both both in the, in the eleven jersey. They both Clark and Bridge have both played on the eleven jersey all the way through Super Rugby. So I think they'll, they'll have your attacking one on the on, on eleven, and you'll have your your solid guy into the high ball on fourteen. That's it's. I mean, if you think about where um, Ben Smith, Dag, they've always played on that right wing on that fourteen. You've had your Julian Surveyors, um, etc., in that left wing position. Uh, um, Rico Iwani's your more attacking one in that left wing. It's going to be that way round. You're not going to put Geordie in eleven. Um, that means that they'll be going with Clark in eleven. So it's Bridge or Clark at eleven. I think Clark. Bridge. You think Clark? Um, I mean, Clark, start him all day, every day, easy. You know, impact player, just go hard and get the, you know, give the man the ball, give him the space and watch how mm, he really opens mm. him up like a can of tuna. And uh, I think uh, if, all, if all the chips fall in place and they get their, you know, strike plays going very early, uh, you know, it's, it's going to look like carnage in Wellington and Eden Park is going to be worse. I think I think you're right. And the fact is that Clark, even we, we, with the Blues, even and then a few games, couple of games he played with Auckland, is that they were giving the ball too early to Clark, and then they're expecting miracles. Whereas if they actually had manipulated it a bit and given it the ball to him with space and a couple of defenders, his impact would have been even more effective than what he was. And I think the All Blacks, being at that next level up, will be doing that. They're not just going to shovel the ball to Clark and say, "Here you go." go do something, they're going to, um, to manipulate the scenario and give him space 
and a couple of defenders in front of him to have a go. He brings a power game to the All Blacks that we actually haven't seen since Julian Savia at his best, yep. in, in, in my opinion, lad. So um, he, this is the opportunity to put this kid in. Yeah, I think we'll be... Avis will attack a lot from depth, and you'll see a lot of dummy runs in the midfield, giving this guy uh, a lot of space and depth to attack from. And um, he reminds me of uh, Rupeni, you know, uh, cross with a um, uh, Joel Mendiri. I think Caleb Clark is a fantastic player, um, but I think, uh, but you got to remember um, when they did that um, survey of. All of the uh, um, of all the of all the Super Rugby players, they voted um, George Bridge as the best winger in the in the country. Now, admittedly, that was at the beginning of the season. We hadn't seen much of Caleb Clark, but I think George Bridge is probably going to be a bit of a player, a bit like um, Ben Smith, where Ben Smith um, was the first person in the in the team sheet. It was question is where where, where are we going to put him because he's such a good footballer. And that was when you had your Carters uh, and your Richie McCall's around. We we Hanson came out and said Ben Smith's the first my first name there. Before Carter, Richie, um, before Nonu, before Conrad Smith, um, I think George Bridge and his footballing brain will be that kind of player where they'll go, okay, he's going to play. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Clark on eleven and Bridge at fourteen, um, rather than Geordie on the wing. I'm not convinced with Geordie on the wing. I love him at fifteen. I don't, I, I'm, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a seller for for fourteen. I'm, Geordie's the one I'm unsure about there. The sense combination has got to be good here and Anselm Brown. They're the incumbents. They made um, the main. Uh, the, 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 there's arguments for um, Rico Iwani in there, who's who's been uh, really good at, in that 13 jersey. But I think we'll see Rico on the bench um, in that 22 jersey, uh, and then Dame McKenzie at 23. So just reading this out, then um, Moody Taylor offer as front row. Um, Tuapalotu Whitelock in the engine room with Grace Kane and Sevilla as the Lucys. Um, there's uh, some. Question marks there around Grace or Frizzell in that six jersey. Um, nine, Smith and Moanga at 10. Um, then I think the, the wingers are going to be a combination. Uh, yeah, we've gone Bridge or Clark at 11. Um, Geordie at 14. will be Geordie or Bridge at 14. A centre combination of Goodhue and Antelon Brown with Bowden Barrett at 15. On the bench, Coles, Carl, uh, Lomax, um, Vai, uh, Sotutu, TJ, Rico and DMAC. So there you go, folks. That's our prediction for how the 23 will be picked for this weekend um ahead of um uh ahead of uh ahead of this weekend there's a cup and yes we are talking about leaving out someone like Frizzell who played brilliantly we are talking about leaving out Severi's top try scorer um in uh, uh, last year and scoring twice for for fun um for the All Blacks um we are um uh, the um we are talking, yeah, Amua, um, again, should he be getting some some time um, there? Um, so, yeah, so there is, yes, there is still quality players being left out. I mean, Akiriwani, again, another guy, had a decent season, um, not getting, didn't even get in the conversation. Um, Dodds Papalihi, we mentioned him once and then went nap, um, or I did anyway, um, after his name was thrown out there. Um, so, yeah, look, there are other quality players that could come in. Um, I think they'll all get a go at some time, especially in the rugby championship where you're playing six proper test matches back-to-back over six weekends, potentially five, um, at which point, yeah, I think you are going to see um, the, yeah, the, the full squad um, getting used. Um, boys, thank you very much. It has been a uh, been a cracking show um, this evening. Um, and uh, you know what? I managed to survive all the way through it. I didn't need to be carried um, during the second half um, my uh, obviously my, my 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 fitness regime um, has held up, um, and I and I kept the pace going throughout the full eighty, well, sixty odd minutes anyway. Um, this evening, thank you very much, Arsene, for joining us. Um, and uh, are we going to see you tomorrow morning for the morning sports briefing? Should do. If I can, yeah, yeah. It's been a hard couple of days, so uh, hopefully I'll uh, be all right for tomorrow morning. There you go, folks. Um, get some cricketing updates um, in there, um, Stephen. Um, thank you very much for joining us yet again. Up for up for the uh, the morning sports briefing to bring us our weather report and um, birthdays. Yeah, absolutely. He's on he's on mute, but his his, his lips are moving, folks, on the podcast. <laughs> he um, said we, yes. <laughs> now he's not on mute. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and uh, Boa, thank you very much for joining us yet again for the uh, Driving Mall Show. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. The, um, so, folks, don't forget, you can listen to us on the podcast or – and uh, actually, forget all that stuff. Just tell your friends about the show, in all honesty. Hit, hit share on Facebook would be really kind of nice and tell your friends um, because, uh, yeah, grow, help grow the audience. Um, we really enjoy doing these. Uh, it's been a cracker. Um, loving my work. I think I'm brilliant. Love you all. Have a good night. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.